0: You're fat. So you drink anyone. Maybe even show a little bit of cleavage. Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a bottom fish. I just bitch. don't understand why you don't She's
1: have
2: so enough money. I would She's marry so you. Funny. You're a tequila you're lover. A you're not a party. Party. You're exactly. party. party. You're the Chargers' I don't number one. I'm gonna watch you, you, you fat.
3: You're, you're, you're a nice guy. You're
4: a catch. A catch. In due time, one of you might you might have to wait a long time. Welcome back to Your Such a Catch. I'm Erin, and this is episode 40. Ah, you heard that right. How is that even possible? We've been together for 40 weeks. I haven't kept anything going strong for 40 weeks. Not a relationship, not a diet, and definitely not a plant. Kidding. <laughs> But don't get teary-eyed just yet. Season one may be coming to an end, but I'll be back with season two before you know it. And in the meantime, there will still be a way for you to tune in to an episode or two. I'll be releasing You're Such a Catch Unfiltered for those of you who want to KIT. Keep in touch and stay cool for the summer. Think You're Such a Catch with a twist, some untold stories, a little language, perhaps a little bit more edge... So, details for that will be released soon. In the meantime, let's be friends. Follow me at You're Such a Catch on social media or email me at You're Such a Catch with future episode topics, guest ideas, a photo of your older brother who's single and would be my perfect match. I'm here for it. Today, we're going to relive this journey. Did you know I never had any intentions of starting a podcast? Pot Sound School had reached out to me on my Snuffling Queen Instagram and asked if I ever considered it. The answer was no. I had no idea how to make a podcast, what went into a podcast, what equipment you use for a podcast. I barely listened to podcasts at that point in time, but we stayed in contact and I had a meeting for my corporate job in Salt Lake City where their office is located. So I asked if we can meet in person. And once I met Veronica, it was just like game over. I mean, we just hit it off. She's such a sweetheart. She is full of ideas, just amazing. And the following day, I went to their studio and met Studio Steve. I sat behind a mic. It was a foreign experience, let me tell you. And I thought, okay, what the heck? Let's do it. I had no idea still what I was doing and you could tell my first few episodes, I was definitely finding my voice, my groove, my vibe, Hell, I'm still finding my voice, my groove, my vibe, but I can definitely hear the improvement as time goes on and I hope you can too. I'm a whip, a work in progress. And although I don't know where this journey is going, I know I'm enjoying the ride I cannot say thank you enough for tuning in, for subscribing, for leaving a rate of review, for sending me your feedback, your constructive criticism, and also for supporting me in this journey to share my story, help others, and empower women to be the best versions of themselves. As I take a short break, if you'd like to support me or this passion project, feel free to buy me a cup of coffee or order an empowerment pin from the Empowerment Pin Collection, all available on my website, yoursuchacatch.com. I had my first guest on episode five. He was smart, he was kind, he was important. My guest was Brent, my trainer. I've learned so much from Brent over the years, and not just about health and fitness. As you know, I'm an open book and have often shared things with him that are going on in my life. Having him come on the podcast was fun because I got to see this different side of him. He dropped this little piece of wisdom on all of us, and I was like, dang. (laughs)
5: I say be very clear with your communication of what it is that you're looking for. And I'd say the big thing with the communication part, though, is even more important than communicating your side, you need to listen. Mm -hmm. And you got to listen and not just listen. You need to listen and comprehend what it is that the man is telling you, right? Be straight up. Ask him what it is that they're looking for. Most men that are mature about what they're doing – will tell you before you even have to ask them what it is that they're really trying to get from you. You know, you should actually kind of know, but when they tell you what it is that they want to get from you, and this is, I'm speaking to men too, because men sometimes will say the wrong things or say things that aren't true about how they want or what they want. But if, if he's being truthful to you about what it is that he wants, believe him.
4: Okay. Yeah.
5: If he's being truthful, And honestly, the sad thing about it, because I know we get played here and there and everything like that, but you actually got to give every person their own chance, you know? And of course, you gauge it. Yeah, but if a man is saying, I just want to mess around, Mm -hmm. that man just wants to mess around. So even if he says, I want to mess around, but he's treating you like a girlfriend and he's being sweet to you, taking you out, even putting you on his social medias and stuff like that. But if he did not say that he wanted to have a girlfriend, he said that he just wanted to mess around. Be careful with your feelings.
4: On episode seven, I found my soulmate and he's gay. My gay husband, A.A. Ron, joined me.
5: I am not gay, (laughs) but my husband is.
4: (laughs) Oh my God. We shared the story of getting joint colonics. I can hardly say that with a straight face. (laughs) One of our favorite pastimes. We were so excited to get skinny. Spoiler alert, it never happened. (laughs) We did learn a lifelong lesson that day.
5: Do not trust a fart.
4: (laughs) Aaron also told me why he thinks I'm single. Listening to it back, it's sweet. This is exactly why I love this man. Now, if only he weren't gay and he was single. JK, love you, Josh. Why do you think I'm single?
5: Okay, so I have a theory on this, and I tell you this all the time. My theory is Aaron is a driven, successful woman, and she doesn't need a man for those things. She needs a man for sex, love, babies, and companionship. She doesn't need him for his pockets. You don't need him for his drive, anything like that. So therefore, the man's validity within the relationship feels already slashed by 50%. Because he doesn't need to support you because you're very self-sufficient.
4: On episode eight, Everything But The Kitchen Sink, one of my best friends, Zara, joined to chat about her then-new relationship and how to deal with nosy family members during the holidays. I love Zara for her boldness and also her honesty. So, have you slept with him yet? Oh, she asked me straight up. Oh, she asked me straight
1: up. And I just said, I'm like, well, Yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, you told the truth. I mean, that's good. I did. I'm like, yes, I have. And she's like, nice. (laughs) (laughs) I was shocked. I like did not know what to think. I was like, "Oh Oh oh my God.
4: Around episode 14, I had the idea to create the She Can Do It, the empowerment series. After all, that's what this podcast is about, women empowerment. I mean it when I say, you're such a catch. I wanted to showcase boss babes who are crushing it at life—single, married, or somewhere in between. I mixed up the intro music. I reminded you that behind every successful woman is herself. I met Aura Vasquez at a charity event for Aarón's husband, Josh. I immediately had a girl crush. She's beautiful, articulate, and passionate. Unfortunately, she wasn't elected for L.A. City Council, but that hasn't stopped her one bed. She's out there every day following her heart and making a difference.
2: There is no doubt in my mind. In fact, I I mean, there is no doubt. Sometimes people ask me, have you been asked, you know, this happens often to women in politics. They tell you things like, you got to wait your turn. You're too young. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not ready. Yeah, you know, uh, you're too this. You're too that. You're not Latina. You're not African American. You're not white. You, mm. Whatever it is that that you know that is at, at the moment. And and I've been very privileged that I have not been told any of those things. No way. I have not. I have That's not. Amazing. I have not gotten the first person that says you need to wait your turn. This other person is going to run. Mm-hmm. In fact, when people meet me. And they hear my vision and they hear my story, they're actually come on board. And they're right. like, how can we support you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is
4: amazing. You, so. Yeah. Yeah. You have an infectious energy about you, and you have a way of just sharing your light and your spirit and your vision. And that's huge. And we, and we need that. Yeah. that. Then when I couldn't sleep, I was scrolling through Instagram and stumbled upon Sarah Centrella's Instagram page. I immediately was obsessed and couldn't understand why I hadn't come across her before. I reached out and she agreed to come on the pod. What? A New York Times bestseller on You're Such a Catch? This is proof that it happened. Episode 16, hashtag future boards.
1: I make a future board that visually shows me everything I've already decided I want. Right, It already shows Mm -hmm. me who I want to physically be, what type of love I want in my life, the things I want to do with my family, where I want to live, what my career aspirations will look and feel like when I'm there. And those are all very big distinctions I just mentioned with my board. So Mm -hmm. you notice I didn't say I go through a magazine and rip out pictures of Ferraris. Yeah. (laughs) I've gone through and I've decided what matters to Sarah. Mm -hmm. And then I've identified that through a picture. So we've identified the visual in our mind just by thinking about it. So you have a visual of your dream home in your, in your head right now, even if you've never thought about it before. All I have to say is dream home and you can start putting it together in your brain. Yep. You have a visual of your dream company, even if it's very faint right now, right? Mm-hmm. So it only makes sense that then I would go look for a picture that's in sync with what's already in my head. I don't want a random picture. I don't want just any mansion. It needs to be my mansion. It needs to be the one that I would want, like the kitchen that I want to cook dinner for my family in. Cause once you do that, then everything is in line. Everything is synced up and that's why it works so, so incredibly well. So what what the vision is, is it's clarity for what you're building and where you're going. Because if you don't have that clarity, you're going to live the same life over and
4: over and over again. Your life will be Groundhog 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 Day. At the end of this episode, Sarah gave me and all of you a homework assignment. Did you do it?
1: Erin, I have a little homework assignment before we hop off. Oh, you ready? You do? Okay, awesome. Yes, I'm ready. This is I got for you pen. and your listeners specifically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I want you to write a letter to your future husband.
4: Ooh,
1: okay. Yes. That just gives me chills. Okay. All right. And so there's a couple of parameters. As you know, my homework has some parameters. So I want it to be into the future of your relationship. And you're writing it in present tense. Okay. And maybe it's like the morning of your five year anniversary or something. Mm-hmm. So the relationship is set, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not like the day you get married. Like it's, It is what you want a relationship to be long-term, mm-hmm. right? And so you're writing it present tense to him as if you were writing him a letter that day that he was gonna like find on your you know, bedside. You're just pouring out your heart, telling him all the things you love about him, the things you love about your relationship, why you're glad that he's in your life, why you're glad that you waited to find him until you were Mm -hmm. ready, Mm -hmm. and how amazed you were that he did come into your life, Okay, you know? So really start to
4: think about what it feels like to be there already. I had my friend Catherine Solho share her story on episode 17, exploring your options. Our timing was in sync with Amy Schumer discussing her struggles with infertility. I remember the night Catherine came over to record. I ordered us Thai food, her favorite, and she laughed because she said I ordered enough for an army. I did invite Amy to join us that night. Unfortunately, she was unable to make it, but we had happy bellies and chatted for hours. I think after talking for 2-3 to hours unrecorded, we then jumped behind the mic to actually record. There was so much to talk about.
0: (laughs) And I remember sitting at my OB appointment back when I was getting like a pap and doing all my regular checkups Mm -hmm. at 35. And I remember my OB saying to me, you probably want to freeze your eggs at 35. Oh, uh uh-huh. And I remember-
4: So that conversation happened. Oh, yeah, it happened.
0: Oh, yeah, it happened. And I got defensive. My doctor shut up. You know, Mm -hmm. they just, they basically feel like they have to say it. And I think I've had a lot of friends who've also said that they feel extremely- Put off by that conversation, offended. Mm -hmm. And that's how I think most of us hear it when we Mm -hmm. hear it at 35, that something is wrong. You need to do something. You know what I mean? Like you need to freeze your eggs because something's wrong with you, because you're not in a relationship and you're not getting married. But the whole basis of it, which is now what I tell my girlfriends that I'm like passionate about, and that's what Will was getting passionate about, is the egg health at 35 in a woman, if you actually – I have a, a picture of a graph. Like, mm-hmm. it is shocking. You can post it on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it is – you see at 35, and it is just down. I mean, it no just way. falls straight. Really? Between okay. 35 and 40, it is a massive drop, a drop in both egg quantity and egg quality. Mm. And so those are uh, – both. Mm-hmm. So you're not, like, all of a sudden not having as many eggs. Well, you're not. And the few eggs that you have – that are good, the chances that you're having intercourse and having those fertilized on those few months, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I think it's like two months out of the year at the age of 40, wow, you have an Uh actual great egg that comes out of your body, you know, and then if, did it miraculously happen that you got the right timing and the right everything and then it's gone Mm -hmm. and then the loss is gone. That's why people, I think, battle with infertility for so long because it's like you had that moment. In time, And if it Mm -hmm. wasn't the right moment, then it's gone again. And where earlier on in your life, you know, you're like, why did that 20-year-old get pregnant with like nine kids and have no problem? And then that's sometimes women's story throughout their whole life. There's people who are in their 40s that also have that, that don't have that issue. But I learned that after. And I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea.
4: After Catherine's episode, I chose to speak about the impact Kobe and Gianna's death had on me and the city of LA, which is where I now call home. This was my first episode I remember feeling really emotional, really exposed. My friend's cousins were also on the helicopter that day. It's been difficult to watch her struggle with their loss as well. That day took us all by surprise and reminded us how precious life is. The last two guests I had on the She Can Do It empowerment series were Mary Whitney Whitaker, who in my mind is a modern day superwoman, and Gina Ruccioni, host of Dating with Gina. Mary was on episode 19, Made for More. As women especially, and I'm such a communication nerd, so just hang with me for a second. As women, we are literally our like gender like communication is community. So we are mm-hmm. all about building community, being a part of something, including people in it where men are not all men, but men in general are much more the solo Individual, mm-hmm. which I just have always thought is really interesting. And so, women for sure are always looking for community, and moms, even, you know, they're just to have a, another adult to talk to for five seconds is really, really nice. And so, I want to be able to create that community aspect right here in my community. I want to, obviously, everyone wants to make an impact globally, but I also am trying to tailor it down to, no, right within my vicinity, I want to be able to make an impact on people's lives. <laughs> I have to tell you a quick backstory about Gina. I knew of Gina. We have mutual friends, Katie and Jason. They both have always encouraged me to reach out to Gina. They said we'd be two peas in a pod. Well, they were right. I was sitting at home, literally crushed one Sunday morning. A well-known dating expert I had reached out to to be on my show stood me up. Yeah, I had two, count them two email confirmations from her, but she no-showed. I was so defeated, and I was scrolling through the Rolodex in my head of who could fit the bill to be on an episode, and Gina came to mind. I sent her a text message explaining the situation. I kind of thought maybe she had experienced this herself at one point in time, since she has her own podcast. Literally a few minutes later, my phone rang, and it was Gina. She's like, send me your address, girl. I am on my way. For me, this episode will always hold a special place in my heart. Here I'm trying to recognize and showcase boss babes, women who are like-minded and doing big things out there. I think I have the perfect guest on the docket and I get stood up. This has happened in my dating life too and it feels awful. Then I reach out to someone I hardly know and she shows up so big for me. I will never forget that. Katie and Jason, you were right. Gina and I hit it off and have hung out a few times now. She's even had me as a guest on her show, which was a ton of fun.
3: Oh, I'm the butt of my own joke. Like, I don't want to wake up every morning and like, I don't want to be 40 and still telling stories about my shitty dates. I mean, Mm -hmm. unless like, of course, it's funny, but like, I don't, I don't want that for myself. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to manifest yeah. Like, Ooh. all of these really bad... It's like, if all I talk about is shitty dates and bad relationships, and it's like, I don't want to live in that place.
4: Right, right. So, so what th- can we expect in the new season, then? Are we still yeah. going to hear about shitty dates? Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, the answer so okay, is I have yes. I a to share. <laughs> yeah, you are. But I also... I was talking with one of my producers actually yesterday about teachable moments, uh-huh. um, which is something, you know, when I think about, like, trying to figure out what your purpose is, right? And I have this quote that I keep from Oprah on my wall, and it's basically all in summation. It's like, you, the greatest gift is living your purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Is it, the, the greatest gift in this lifetime that you can give to others is, like, actually living your purpose. And I feel... A tremendous need to, I don't want to say help other people because that's assuming that everybody needs help. But I, mm-hmm. I think having, like you said, the ability to relate to others is something that's really important and it helps us feel less alone. Mm-hmm. And so having, again, like these teachable moments that can come from the podcast where I, I really get a lot from having people when they message me saying, you know, that really meant something to me. The last
4: guest of this series was Sherry Kwai, episode 22, Beating the Odds. This episode had a lasting impact on me. I have not had a diet soda since she and I spoke, nor have I had Crystal Light. Sherry shared about how she's battling with breast cancer. She's still fighting. She's a class act, beautiful, intelligent, and dealing with her situation as best as she can gracefully with a positive mindset.
2: To date, this episode is the most listened to. And to this day, I have had 14 rounds of conventional chemotherapy. I did not lose all my hair completely, but it did thin to like Mm -hmm. half the volume that I had before. And it's coming back. I wear hair extensions now to blend it to make it look like I'm not sick. Because part of my mind is if I can continue to look healthy, then I don't let my mind think that i'm sick does that make sense because Mm -hmm. i no, absolutely i need to live through this i need to power through this because i have to for my kids and for my husband and i and i love life i absolutely love life right and i've come in a year and a half i've come to that place where i'm not really afraid to die i'm really not afraid to die at all i just don't want to die I love life. Yeah, I'm not ready yeah. to die not
4: yet. yet. You have a lot of things you need to still accomplish and see. Totally. And memories to make with your children. I just love life. And- I
2: just look outside and I see the mountains and I, and I just, I want to breathe. I want to take it all in. I see the laughter of my children. I love life yeah. like to its fullest. Right. And so, but at the same time in the back of my head, I'm, you know, mentally preparing as, you know, kind of we all could get in a car accident tomorrow and pass away you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like so it's just one of those things that but it just seems a little bit more real for me
4: In the mix of sharing powerful stories of women, I chose to share my own story in episode 20, Your Past Doesn't Define You. This episode was probably the most difficult for me to do. I remember having trouble even listening to the sound bite I post to Instagram after an episode. I knew the story needed to be told. I felt brave enough to do it. But being brave doesn't eliminate pain. I think the biggest gift I've received after that episode was a heartfelt email from a woman who had been sexually assaulted not once, but twice, and she chose to share her story with me, realizing she wasn't alone. And that is exactly why I shared, because we're not alone. We have each other, and that in itself is comforting. After the empowerment series, I switched gears, and I wanted to get any and every dating expert I could find to help us with apps, showing up for ourselves, and being vulnerable to dissecting the cycle of dating. I was lucky enough to meet Cora Boyd in person in LA and have connected with her a few times since she's come on the pod. Dr. Morgan Anderson is someone I admire. She's full of great advice and tips to ensure you're putting your best self out there. Even Rose offered a free course for busy career-minded women, aka us, to ensure we found work-life balance and were giving ourselves a fighting chance at love. Around this time, CV19 hit and I had Sloan on for episode 25, Now Is The Time.
1: So it's more like a consciously developing a relationship with you that for me actually begins with looking myself in the eye in the mirror Mm
3: -hmm. and
1: saying things that are true, speaking like, Sloan, you are really doing your best to get your message out in the world and helping women the best that you can. And maybe I might include a specific example from a client where I really put my heart into a conversation, Mm -hmm. something meaningful. Sometimes I'll put my hands on my cheeks even and just say, I love you so much. You're doing a great job. Having some intimacy with me.
4: Her perspective on self care and being kinder to ourselves was big for me. I still struggle with it from time to time. From there, if you were paying close attention, you could follow my cycle of dating. I did an episode called Stop Overthinking It, followed by Is He the One? which led to Revamp Your Profile, Girl. <laughs> Speaking of, I did just revamp mine. If you're in the same boat, hop on over to my website, yoursuchacatch.com, backslash download and get a copy of how to write a profile to attract your Prince Charming. On episode 38, I did a throwback to the She Can Do It, the empowerment series and had my high school friend Jenny Henley on. She's a breast cancer survivor and her story was too powerful not to share. If you haven't tuned in, you should, and you should also book that annual appointment you've been putting off. Episode 37, Is He Emotionally Unavailable? came about when my therapist brought to my attention that all the men I date seemed to be emotionally unavailable. This was a huge aha moment for me and really made me take a hard look at why I'm attracting men who aren't available. I think this is TBD. But after this episode aired, I also received my first piece of constructive criticism, as I'm choosing to call it, (laughs) where someone thought I was actually in a relationship and just disguising it. Well, I can assure you, I'm going to set the record straight again. I am still single, still kissing frogs, well, not really due to CV19, but you get the idea. I wrapped up the season with a story of a date I went on where my date legit lost his car key on the beach funny he must have lost my phone number out there too (laughs) i have yet to hear from him since i also shared some listener feedback in episode 39 i couldn't help but wonder i don't know if it was therapeutic to read and hear your feedback to know i'm not alone that we're in this together or if it was the encouragement and fuel to continue podcasting about these topics i just wish we could crack the code where are all the good guys at where do you meet someone when will the right person show up? Which app should I be on? Should I be on apps at all? Should I stop looking? Well girl, if I knew all the answers, I'd share. I'm hoping one of these days we'll find the answers together. Until then, thanks for tuning in to you Such a Catch. What a wild ride these 40 weeks have been. I cannot wait for what season two has in store. You know how a package will say what it includes, like two AA batteries or that type of thing? I hope season two says, man included. (laughs) And don't forget, if you can't live without me, you're such a catch unfiltered, coming soon. Until then, look at yourself in the mirror, girl, flip that hair, and say to yourself, I'm a catch. Because baby girl, yes you are.